Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Wednesday, 5th January 2022. Our bit today comes from Isaiah 59, verse 2, which says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. And the days move along ever so quickly, friends, just like they've been programmed to do by Almighty God, the awesome creator. Yes, it's already the fifth of the month, and we were just celebrating New Year's Eve. And it's already Wednesday, when we were just getting our heads around Monday and a new work week. But that's the way the world works. It waits for no man but for its creator. Like it did way back in Joshua's time, in a battle between the Israelites and the Amorites, when, to give his people time to overcome the enemy, the Lord said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. So the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven, and hasted not, did not hasten to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that, before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened or heeded unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel, and that's taken from Joshua 10, verses 12 to 14. Now, there's another of God's many miraculous acts on Israel's behalf, and yet they continue to turn away from him and worship idols and other false gods. That just boggles my imagination. All I can think of is that they were a rather selfish, stubborn, and hard-headed people, just like we are, always asking the foolish question like we do, what have you done for me lately? Doesn't matter all I've done for you before, but just what I've done for you lately. But that's the mark of an ungrateful, selfish, egotistical, and ungodly person and society. And unfortunately, that question is currently very prevalent throughout our now-for-now, want-it-immediately society. And it leads to all kinds of selfishness, deceit, fraud, and corruption as we try to keep up with the wanton greed and first-person singular society that we've become. No wonder the prophet Isaiah warned Israel thus, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, that's bloodshed, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None call it for justice, 
nor any pleaded for truth. They trust in vanity, that's empty words, and bring forth iniquity. And that comes from Isaiah 59, 1-4. Oh, my people, if we are honest with ourselves, we would all agree that that is an excellent description of our current society and world. And as the scholars remark, chapter 59 continues the judgments enumerated in chapter 58 regarding Israel's hypocrisy. God's hand is not yet beyond the reach of salvation, but their sins separated them from his presence, and they are described in detail throughout the chapter. Yes, friends, if you read the agonizing truth of Israel's blasphemy and idolatry, you will find it remarkably resembles ours in almost every category. And if you don't believe me, let's listen to some more of Isaiah's reproach, where he says, Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment, that's justice, in their goings, that's their tracks or ways. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment, that's justice, far from us. Neither does justice, which is righteousness, overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity, that's darkness. For brightness, but we walk in darkness, that's gloom or blackness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. And that's taken from Isaiah 59, 7-10. I'm a brethren. Our world is in the same silent, sorry state that Israel was in back then. The big difference, though, is that we have the Messiah and all his teachings and a host of other opportunities that they didn't have or know about. Yet, we still have gravitated down to their sinful and ungodly level. No, in fact, we are worse than they ever were because we have been placed on a higher level, gotten more from the Lord, thus more is expected of us. But in our foolish wisdom, we have chosen to imitate, to follow Satan instead of Jesus. How unwise that is. You just have to look at the strife-filled, distrustful, disunified state of our world to realize it. Unfortunately, though, not enough of us are doing that. Thus, we are not seeing that the only sorry that the only hope we have is turning back to Jehovah God, away from the anemic, wicked, and deceitful fool called Satan, who, as we all know, got kicked out of heaven from his cushy job as an archangel because he wanted to overthrow the one who created him. How foolish is that, eh? And yet, 
Today, we are basking in the unholy glow of that same unwise, impudent creation whose abode is the depths of Hades, which is filled with sin and hellfire. What's wrong with us, eh, friends? Are we so short-sighted or so enamored with the immediate pleasures of sin that we can't spare a moment to think of the harsh consequences that come from such behavior? We all know that the wages of sin is death, that spiritual death. But somehow or the other, we either don't truly believe it or think that somehow or the other we will be able to escape it. But that's pure folly, my people. The only thing that will save us from spiritual death, from eternal separation from God and eternal damnation with Satan is to accept Christ as Lord and Savior and live the way he desires. But sometimes it seems like we are flogging a dead horse when we teach these sentiments because so many of us are just dying to get and living for the sinful pleasures of this sinful world. But you know what? That's enough preaching for today, though, yes? However, for those of us who are set on the right path, the narrow one that leads to Jesus, let's go home declaring, right, we spell declaring right again today, let's go home declaring our Wednesday whale, letting all and sundry know of our wonderful position in Christ, and hopefully, when the heathen hear it, they will adjust their thinking and reach out to him for dear life, the life that never ends. So, all together now, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow, and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, my people. And believe me, if we endure to the end, that future will be even more glorious than we can ever ask or imagine, it will be mind-blowing. Much love. And the postscript for today says, The pleasures of sin are short-lived, but the consequences can be eternal. And that's the gospel truth, friends. We can enjoy the pleasures of sin now, but the consequences can go right back down. Till, eter till eternity, we'll be suffering it. So please, let's wake up and see what's happening now. Let's turn back to God, live for Jesus the way he desires we are of us. That's the only sensible route we can take in this world right now. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Thank you.